point on Saturday, I think it was um, right before halftime, Iowa just scored to go up 31-17, and uh, they, the band started playing the fight song. And usually at that point in time, during the game, you'll have a few, pe- few people that will be doing the Go Hawks in between, right? right. And a lot of people just clapping. The crowd was fully and out loudly making a joyful noise to the Lord, singing, singing, the entire crowd singing the Iowa fight song, which does not happen regularly during the game. There's the pregame, and maybe people will stand it. But this this was, I, I looked around, and I thought, this place is absolutely off the hook. And the game wasn't over yet by that point in time. It was 31-17. But guess what? It was over. It was over. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle. That was Brett Ridge. I'm Dave Creighton Jr. In Thanks. case you didn't know who, I'll, let you do who, the lead who in we that are. Yeah. Uh, it was a night to remember. And as uh, Trey and I were walking in, I said to him, there's a lot more buzz tonight than there was, or even I guess it was in the afternoon, than there was the week before at the Minnesota game. And I, I attribute some of that to the 2.30 start. Mm-hmm. Which allows for three hours less of invite. It allows you to be buzzed instead of instead, instead of, of annihilated. Yes, um, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to start early if you're going to keep yeah. up with Trent. Um, and it would help if you don't forget your tickets on the way there, which is something I did. So we had to do a turnaround, uh, which cost probably cost eh. us forty five minutes eh. of tailgate time. But nevertheless, we made it. Uh, mm. And and every so often. And it seems to be more prevalent now. What is it? Hawks have played five top five teams in the last eight years? Since 2008. Okay. They're four, and, they're four and nine one. years, four and one, and, and literally an inch from being five and oh. Yeah. Um, A fingernail. And, uh, you know. and Kinnick uh, rose to the occasion from the fans' standpoint. Uh, they were in it, obviously, from the get-go since... The first play of the game, Amani Hooker basically, I, I don't want to say even baited him. You know, JT Barrett looked off, looked off, and then he went back to number three, and oh, they were all short routes. Mm-hmm. Yep. He jumped the route, took it to the house, and I swear I felt the stadium shaking, mm-hmm. and it's a concrete stadium, so that's saying something. It was, it was just spectacular. It, it was, and certainly... A pick six on the first play of the game helps, but it was from start to finish. But you know what that reminds me of, though, is like uh, the kickoff return in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and those it, kinds right. of... Uh, right, and and the fact that Ohio State went right down and scored did sort of remind you of that. But in this case, Iowa, you know, Iowa righted the ship and kept it going. And the thing I would like I was going to say, it just from start to finish was probably the most fun enjoyable football game that I can ever remember at Kinnick Stadium. Now, there have been more exciting games because they were closer, more important games because of, of where One I versus was two right or, in the stadium. Um, you know, uh, um, games that probably were watershed moments for the um, for the program. This might have been one of them, but, th- but there hey, have been one, right? To, to me, the, this, is but, the, this is the best game that Iowa has played in the Ferentz era. Both sides of the ball. They held Ohio State to two first downs in the second half. Yeah. After the first half, I think Ohio State had 230 yards. In midway through the fourth quarter, when they got their first first they, down, they were at 268. Yeah, they were at 
right. So and had uh, right. Cole Rastetter not decided to go rogue and, and run a fake punt, they wouldn't have scored. They wouldn't have scored right. in the second half. No, I, I mean I can think you can go back and find a handful of games where it was I wrote against, mine down. You, you I got, got Ohio them. State. I got this one now. Some of that is re- recency well, let me finish, bias. Let me let, let's go to that. Let me just finish my thoughts. So my thought is this. Well, this could take if, a while. This no, this was enjo- <laughs> this was just it was enjoyable because of the the crowd was in it, the atmosphere, the singing, the pure joy, the the and and every play they were on every play. And it didn't matter who had the ball. The crowd was in every play. Not just, usually it's third down that they get up. Yeah. They were on every play and and into it all the way. And they loved everything. And it was a, and then even from the fun way that, 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 they, that Ferentz called the game, the fun way that they did the pole cat, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and, and the fake field goal. I mean, they just did all these things that were just super fun and enjoyable, aside from just pounding. And Ohio State University. Shout out to our friend Kevin Driscoll. And so, and Ohio State University. But now let's let's get to this because I I want to I want to hear because I've got a couple of them on my mind too where I would say Iowa played on par in terms of the, now we're just looking at this. They go two forty three on the ground and two forty four right. through the air. That's exactly. The design that Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz have well, for every it, ball game, right? In two thousand, in two thousand two, wasn't it within ten yards yeah. passing? Yeah, well, passing and uh, rushing it, yards. Wasn't or, it that way back fifteen two thousand fifteen? Weren't we within yes, ten, yes. 10 yes. yards? Yeah. So when they are cooking the way they want to cook, when they are moving the way they want to move, ball controlling the way they want to do it, that's what you see. And guess what? It wasn't just a piss pounding, right? It was methodically done the way that they actually designed it, and you can tell by the way that the yardage came out. Now, let's get to you. I want so your list. Here are my top three. Ohio State uh, last Saturday at Michigan in 2002. Yep, it's on the list. An absolute uh, total beatdown. Worst loss for them in 20, 30-some-odd years at home, and it was a beatdown, and, and uh, Jermell Lewis and Fred Russell and the boys went nuts there. Uh, C.J. Jones catching a pass. It was a beautiful, beautiful didn't day. Didn't Eddie Hinkle have a diving pass catching that, that game, That was too? at Penn State. Okay. And the Michigan State game, when they were, like, number five in the country. 37 to 6 what, at home. What year was that? Was that 2010? It was 2010. In fact, it was right before everything kind of fell apart on them. Okay. Because right? they had big expectations, and they were still in things. And then the Wisconsin game happened the next week at the fake punt and all right. that. And everything kind of just imploded on them. But that team... Uh, be and that was the day. That was the infamous day that what's his name, Chris L. Rucker, got out of prison. His second prison term on Friday, wearing an orange jumpsuit on his trip to Iowa City, and gets in and plays in the game for D'Antonio, and they lose thirty-seven to six. But so that, that's so on the, my list. So too. those are my three: Georgia Tech, obviously, in the Orange Bowl. But the offense wasn't great that game. I, I would agree. I, I'm so, so I had that argument with somebody uh, earlier this week. I'm like, you know what? That was a terrifically designed and played game by Iowa. But they didn't pound them offensively like in these three games that we've just identified. Um, I, and so I, I think you're probably right on that. I was thinking that I had another one. Oh, South Carolina in the Outback Bowl. Uh, oh, that when was we, when we were on them from it was 21 yeah, Actually, nothing, even Flor- Florida in the Outback Bowl and, uh, the first time would beat them 31 to 7. You could make a case for that. So those there were two bowl games there down in Tampa where Iowa. Looked really, really, really good and overpowered and overmatched an SEC opponent. Those are two I might put on the list. Uh, certainly for regular season, though, this is this is one of them. And don't underestimate the effect that this has, because that's a national TV audience 
right? Second highest uh, rated game of the season or something, well, I think I read today. And there are a lot or of at people, least on ESPN, I don't a, know. A lot of adults watch TV on Saturday night, but not a lot of kids, right? So you got a lot of kids paying attention to high school football, high school football kids paying attention to TVs on a Saturday afternoon before they go out and mess around with their buddies at night. This was this was the atmosphere that you wanted. You could hear the crowd in the television the whole game. It was a raucous crowd. They had the wave on TV, and they did a whole thing with that. You could tell how much fun Iowa was having playing football, and they were making a statement. And it, So don't underestimate what this does for the program in that level. Now, it all can go different ways. Well, yeah, times, they got their but, hands full on right, Saturday. Right. No, no question right. about that. But, 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 it, but this was great. It, no, no, absolutely it was. And, you know, I want to give Brian Ferentz a tremendous amount of, of credit. I want to give us a little credit because all we did last week – is com- not complain, but recommend that the receivers catch the ball. They did a tremendous job. I uh, had one drop. I don't. One, e- Brandon I, Smith. Oh, it, and who, who that is, was who is probably the one guy right now that I'd say needs to work on that more than anybody else. Right? Okay, one, that's right. Right before the fake field goal, and it yeah. was a. Uh, uh, in fact, the TV announcers, uh, as I watched the tape this week, mostly out of pure <laughs> joy, but not out of uh, scouting. But uh, he said, why are they throwing to him? And it just, you know, it was his turn to be in. Right. right. Um, but the thing that Ference was doing with formations, with uh, tight ends, with five wides, with those kinds of things, all throughout the game, uh, shifting double tight ends from one side to the other, having guys in motion on virtually every single play. And, frankly, it confused Ohio State. And our tight ends completely outmatched their stud D-backs and or linebackers. Well, the two tight ends set with Hawkinson and Fant on the same side staggered, right? And they kept lining them up on the left, and then they'd they'd move them over to the right. Or or vice versa. That formation... Yielded nine catches for the tight ends. What and didn't they catch? They, they caught all the touchdowns. Oh no! No, uh, uh, forty-five. Drake got one. So they had four touchdowns. They got nine. They had nine catches. They got the seam routes when they wanted them. They got the and what they ran the seam route back to back with well, Hawkinson just on one side to the other. It was because, amazing because what, what what they were doing was that the linebacker and the safety for Ohio State were confused as to who they had to cover. And you're right; it was very confusing because he had Fant. Sometimes Fant would hesitate and go underneath and cross, like he did for a long game in the first half. He would cross, and he'd get about 15 yards downfield. They lost track of him there. Sometimes he'd rub off and just go straight to the sidelines and then go up, like he did on the fade for the touchdown. And, it, and so they, had, they have to draw somewhere. There has, has to be a decision somewhere. And then if that happens, then Hawkinson runs right by that linebacker because that linebacker is, is not used to covering a guy going deep. He's used to covering a guy a tight end who's going to sit right there, right? Yeah, who runs the so little that, stop route? It was really, or, or, or really good. The other it. thing I noticed, and I um, I need to give a, I need would need to go back and there's eleven. Uh, I to, there's a website that I saw that somebody had posted. Eleven some, warriors. Eleven warriors. So whatever that website is, it's, it's Ohio really, State website. Is it really? Okay, they showed basically all these different dumb things Ohio State was doing, the ways that Iowa was, was beating them. One of the things that that uh, I think we can be we're safe in saying is that. Iowa, you may not have noticed it until this game. You can really notice it in this game. Iowa is running a lot more of the pro, the NFL uh, rub routes. Okay? Right. right. Not picks. Not picks, rub routes. But that essentially, that's they're running a... They're Wasn't there a movie guys. like that? The Shining? <laughs> yeah. Red Rub. Red Rub. But they're, they're, they're taking their wide receivers... 
they're taking them inside and they're pulling either a corner away or a linebacker away, which is leaving the tight end open. It's one way that Bill Belichick gets guys open. And guess who's studying that? Brian Ferentz has studied that. And I don't think, I, I, I swear to God, the last couple of years, I ne- since we never were in the middle of the field, you know, they never ran to the middle of the field. Those wide receivers were never running anything other than a, than a down and out or a post. That was their that was the the, the majority of their of their uh, routes. This changes up how you open things up. Now we haven't even talked about how uh, how great the offensive line played. James Daniels just played just destroyed whoever whoever was in front of him the entire game. Uh, what? So, Michael, I've watched him enough this year to think to myself something wasn't right. Right to this Saturday, everything was right. Now, is that a function? Do you believe of he got healthy, or is that a function of the fact is he he finally got a little confidence in the fact that the guys around him were going to do what they're supposed to do, and he just went and did his job? Well, if I'm not mistaken, this is the fourth straight game that you've had those five guys start. Because Wirf started yep. the Illinois, Illinois yep. game, yep. right? Yep. So that'd be yep. f- this would be the fourth game in a row. So you had f- the same five guys starting for the fourth game. You got to give both those freshmen, Larry Jones, Jackson, and Tristan Wirf's credit. I mean, they had they were beating freaking guys. studs. They were driving five star guys, guys including downfield. Joey yep. Bosa, including yep. number six, who looked like a four year old on the one touchdown pass. And let's talk about how strong Nate Stanley must be to have that dude wrapped around your leg, reset yourself. Hawkinson makes, he's going to the corner, he gives him the little hand signal, and from where you and I sit angle-wise, you, see, you're like, you oh, can see it perfect. Breaking. He just yep. scooted right back towards the goalpost, he's wide open, and he just threw a dart. It was a laser. Laser. It was I mean, a laser. It was, he, has a, he has, as you said after the game, he has a hose, right? He can really, when, when he... When he steps into it and fires it, that to me was that was uh, Nate Stanley's Drew Tate moment, right? The helmet off at Michigan, throwing the pass. <laughs> that to me was Nate Stanley's Drew Tate moment. When you finally decide, and the team finally decides, hey, we've got a warrior here, right? We've got a guy who's because he's not going down. He didn't throw it out of bounds. He didn't panic. He's got a guy wrapped, and he's like, eh. Nineteen touchdown passes, four interceptions this year. Twenty-two. Twenty. Excuse me. Twenty-two, 22 and five. Twenty-two and five, right? Twenty-two and four. Twenty-two and 22 four. Twenty-two and four. So, um, yeah, twenty-two. Our friend John Miller did some good analysis because I was wondering this this morning during one of my uh, pensive moments, uh, and and he found this information about how Iowa forty-three percent of the passing yards are on first down with a sixty-four percent completion rate, nine per, nine yards an attempt on first down. So we're getting 43% of our passing yards on first down, and we're getting nine yards and, per attempt. And 64%, and we're only doing it about a third of the time. And the the interesting, second interesting thing is is that they've rushed like 164 times on first down, 64% of the time they're running, and that's the worst down for yardage at 3.43 yards. So the, those people who love stats, you know, and 87% of statistics are all made up, but these I think are actually real, and... I'm telling you, it's it's clear, and Brian's figured it out. I mean, because I'll bet you, and I I would like to know, has the majority of that happened in the last three weeks, two weeks? Because it seems to me that we've gone first down passing a lot more. We did it. For some reason, they did a ton of did it, it at Iowa, Iowa State. State. Iowa State right? game Now, maybe it. that was because they were behind, but they did a ton of it against Iowa State. It worked. And they kind of went away from it. I don't know if they're trying to reestablish that running game 
uh, identity. But uh, you're right. I think we've seen more of it in the last couple of weeks. Going and then hearkening back to Iowa State, <laughs> I would say this: Greg, GD Greg Davis. Good heavens! If you do, if you just look at the differences, nine yards nine yards on an average of first down. Greg Davis would not throw the ball more than two yards on first down. That was, there was never a first down uh, pattern that was designed to go any well, further than there, two if yards. If there was, so. it was the uh, single man, single man going deep. Right, single man, one the, option, one guy going deep. How many options does he have that Stanley had the other day? A number of times. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, we got. We're too excited, Trent. We can't take a break. <laughs> We don't need advertisers. All right. We'll take a break. Yes, Welcome we back do. on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. Brought to you by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. The way we see it in Iowa, it takes three things to push snow for a living. A truck, a blade, and a relentless, unwavering work ethic. So when it comes to the blade, choose one that matches your rugged resolve. Like the Fisher Plows HD2 Straight Blade from Shuling Hitch. Forged from high-strength, powder-coated steel, the Fisher HD2 will stand up to harsh Iowa winters and be with you storm after storm. Learn more about this and other Fisher Plows at Shuling Hitch Company in Des Moines and Ames. This is my bachelor party. Tonight on The Flash. Gentlemen, I welcome you to the Golden Booty. What happens in Central City. God, I wish I could have a drink. Should stay in Central City. Your special concoction. The Flash gets turned up. You're going to need to walk this off. <laughs> or run it off because I'm The Flash. And the party crashers get deadly. Kill them! Flash followed by DC's Legends of Tomorrow only tonight on The CW. The heroes come out to play tonight at 7 on CW Iowa 23. Hi, I'm Darla from Centos. Oh, thank goodness you're here. We have so much to do. I need fire extinguishers, right? We'll place them for you and be out for regular inspection. Great. And what about my new hires? We'll get them into uniforms and keep them looking sharp. What about this first aid cabinet? Fully stocked. It wasn't this morning. It is now. And so are the restrooms. Wow. Centos really seems to know what we need. You said it. Oh, I'm ready. Learn how Centos can help you get ready for the workday. Visit Centos.com. Get great deals during the Menard Day Sale. Brighten your home with Fight Electric. Right now, over 130 stock Fight Electric LED bulbs are on sale. Pick up a four-pack of LED general-purpose bulbs that replace 60-watt incandescents. Available in warm, white, or daylight, get a four-pack for just $3.99. Get these and other great deals through November 19th during the Menard Day Sale. Plus, give the perfect gift this Christmas with the Menards gift card. Save big money at Menards. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. 
New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515 515- 225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessig family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. On fourth down. And the pass is caught. Colin Rostender threw the ball. Down to the goal line, the trickeration. And that was his snapper, Tyler Kluver, on the receiving end. That ball hung up forever. Colin <laughs> or Colton. But, uh... So, second time this year, by the way, that he's thrown a pass for a first down, and uh, right? So was Ebenezer the receiver on the other one? He, yes. Ebenezer yep. was, was, and he was the man in motion. So Did they, you hear Steve you know, Levy butcher that name the first time? Yeah, Espenza, Espenza, or something like <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, and he quickly was corrected yeah. on that one, but yeah. that's okay. But um, And Port Kluver. The two-yard line got him. Or yeah. maybe it was the well, five. I mean, he's he's, he's, he's going to walk in. The throw was behind him, yes. though. His, feet, his he, steps got a little messed up. He did what he needed to do to catch the football. That yes. was the biggest thing. Yep. Tyler's uh, in a couple of classes with Andrew, and so they're they're kind of buddies, and he's the one that gives him a little information here and there. So yeah. he's, good, he's, he's a good kid. So at least that's what my kid says. So good for him. It's, it's exciting. So we were talking um, about the, the genius of that play. First of all, the decoy for... Epinesa, because he had been the receiver previously when they when they did something like How that. How about the kicker in motion? But the kicker in motion. I mean, right, right. all the way across yeah. the field. So, and you and you put all those guys out wide. They have to be covered out there. You know, you draw people out of the middle of the field, and 
and even just the execution of uh, Kluver waiting for a one count, a good hard one count, all the Ohio State players started to go to the left because that's where they thought that the play was going to go, and it went back. It was, it was just really – it's called the polecat. It's the why. swinging gate from the See, old days. Right? Boys were going to run the polecat at them. Don't get caught watching the paint. Oh, ride. my gosh. That was yeah. – talk about out of nowhere. I mean – I thought, what in the world are they doing? And Chance to go yeah. up three scores, right? right. I know. Right. So what I thought too. I'm like, why are they? Why? Let's kick this. Really? I mean, I would have yeah. kicked it. Never I, seen I mean, him. He's been yeah. very good. This yeah, he's yeah, he's only missed one, hadn't he? Had one blocked and missed one. Yeah. 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 So you got that. You're go a chance to go up three scores. There's still three minutes left of the third quarter. Right. You haven't scored in the third quarter. You've shut them down defensively. What are you doing here? And and my favorite part about the play is I asked, and I asked some football guys that know the play well, what's the other option? If they do cover Kluver, what's the other option? There isn't another option. No, there is no that, option. It's Kluver it. or... Could he dropkick yeah. it? Don't <laughs> <Except, like, laughs> play yeah. the 23-yard line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be legal, but three. yes. So that was a gamble. It was a gamble, and it worked, and it, it, was, it was fabulous. Hawks back into the top 25, by the way. And number 25 in the AP poll didn't quite make it in the coaches. They were... 26th. But were they? Um, so we'll see tonight. I, I have a feeling that when tonight's the college football playoff poll comes out, because they do You all think 25, they'll get rated? I think they're number 25. This, I, I tell you what, because there's, it, it comes down to this. They're 6-3 and three now, which is, there's a lot of 6-3 and three themes that are right on that, that edge. And they've got the eighth toughest schedule in the country, according to every Could you computer. imagine if they beat Penn State? Oh. I, I mean, know. you'd be 7-2. and two, You'd be sitting there basically with the West... Yeah, big t- the Big Ten teams. West uh, title game mm-hmm. this, this weekend. weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because Wisconsin's going to would have to lose another one. But well, yeah, Michigan next yeah, week. They, yeah, it's possible. But um, no, I mean, you know, it's really fun. I, I think it's really fun just to see Iowa getting the press that they that they got this weekend again. The polls are only good for one thing, and that's for uh, conversation. Conversation. But hey, they're nice bowl eligible though. That's right. And that's a big deal. Uh, shouldn't be overlooked. And which we weren't sure a couple weeks ago. Right. And uh, Nebraska lost again. And so, I mean, you know Nebraska they're going to... Nebraska-Minnesota is an elimination game this week. What's that mean? The loser has no chance to make a bowl? They won't get to six. They won't get to six. Uh, yeah. Now, that, that's, uh, Will they there may, be they, enough there might teams be, to... Yeah, you might yeah, the Nebraska rule might be back in effect. Yeah. Another w- five and seven year. Right, where so, somebody... Because I was... Uh, Florida State looks like they're going to reschedule some game mm-hmm. in December that got canceled due to the hurricane yeah. so yeah. that so they, they can, can potentially get, right, potentially get, get to a, the yeah. sixth win. Yeah. So, uh, well, there's no question. I, I mean, right now... The Hawks are what two to thirteen, fourteen point underdogs at Wisconsin, and then they're going to be favored probably by, I don't know, off the top of my head, I'd say eleven to fourteen, 13, yeah, yeah, against Purdue, and then at Nebraska, they're probably going to be favored by like three. It's about right. It's about right. Right, and maybe and, and, maybe and maybe a little more depending little, upon how it goes. Right. Depending on how, yeah. I mean, if I hope beats Wisconsin and beats Purdue. Um, they they could be favored as much as uh, four to seven points over oh, at Nebraska. Like, yeah, Nebraska's uh, struggling. We'll see who they end up with for a head coach after this is all said and done. Uh, interesting. I saw that. They, uh, you know, they they just they just is can't it get simple. Their, yeah, is, is making the case that Scott Frost has got a better opportunity at Nebraska than at Florida, and I'm thinking 
Why? Because he went there? Or is that because the Big Ten's worse somehow? I, that, no, I, I don't know. No, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it has to do with, I don't know. I, I didn't, I just saw the headline sort of of the article. And didn't, I didn't get a chance to read it. Mm. I mean, if I'm Scott Frost, why, why not just stay in Florida? You're already down there. You're already yeah. recruiting. You're yeah. already doing well. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. You don't, I, ha- you I don't, don't even hardly have to move. No, I don't see him coming back. They're going to be looking elsewhere. There's a lot of people talking about uh, Mike Leach, which would be, uh, which uh, number one, I don't think actually would happen. But but if it did, I don't know that Nebraska fans would understand how to handle that, right? I mean, the pirate, you know, I don't know how Leach would handle that Nebraska and, media. And, and, and I don't, there you go. I don't that would be a, that would be a it's a powder keg, right? So that's another another whole. Uh, that'll be fun to talk about when the season's over. Real quick before we take our break, uh, Hawkeye basketball they won their uh, over Belmont Abbey. They won their exhibition. I don't remember what the score was, but it was a lot, uh, not very many, ninety something to and, sixty. And again, Tyler Cook uh, just did whatever he wanted to do the other night. Um, and this Bad was, news on uh, Nicholas Bear, yeah. and so Bear uh, out three to four weeks with a broken pinky finger. Hawks will get things going officially on Friday night. Chicago State, and I do not remember who they have on Sunday. Abilene Christian or something like that. It was uh, Alabama State. Oh, I need to start with a Alabama Alabama State. So you got two games this week uh, for them to get the, to get things off and running. And a and brief they, precursor to my Templeton right last call: the Hawks will win their first two basketball games. They're, 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 <laughs> That one we can't get wrong, right? Well, maybe we can. Speaking of getting your Temple to last call Ooh. wrong, 50 to 10. Now, how in the world are you 81 points wrong? Well, you 80. said you were 38 to 17, so you were exactly 21. Lot, so that's 21 and 21, so you're 42 wrong. So 52. 52 wrong. So, okay. So I was wrong. So was a, so go was, big or go home is Ridge's m- mantra exactly, when it comes to if, these sorts of I'm things. If I'm going to be wrong, I don't mess around. Okay, I'm going to be so wrong. <laughs> yeah, after a week where I nailed the score for the Minnesota game, I come in here talking about that an awful lot. It's my boom. understanding that the only person outside the locker room that picked Iowa to win was Josie Jewell's mother, and yeah. and. The story I, I read was, uh, after we win, we'll meet you at the 10-yard line. It might be crowded. It might be crowded. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. It, it's, refreshing when you, it's refreshing when you are so wrong that you can be happy about it. Right. Hey, and, and if you're going to be wrong, be be wrong. Because I mean, everybody in the whole world was wrong. And apparently, uh, Trey watched the Big Ten pregame show said that Marvin McNutt was the only guy in that show to pick Iowa to win. I'm sure that no one on ESPN picked him to win. So, you know, hey, they, they that's good. They were all trying to figure out what, you know, if, if the point spread was accurate. That's about the closest thing anybody was trying to figure out. And it went to 21 right before the game. 21 and a half, didn't it? Or right, Something like right that. Now. All right. We'll take a break. Let's do that. We'll come back. We'll talk to Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com when you come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. 
sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Come into Firestone Complete Auto Care and get $60 on a Firestone Visa prepaid card by mail when you purchase a set of four eligible Firestone tires. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid's smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kinemakes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at Menards. This is Charles Osgood. There are a lot of complicated things in life. Rocket science, taxes, and tying a bow tie. But insurance does not have to be one of those complicated things. Your local independent agency representing auto owners insurance will sit down and customize a plan just for you. So instead of trying to muddle through it all online yourself, contact your local independent auto owners agency. In Grimes, call Erickson, Carney & Associates at 515-986-2020. Only the Home Depot has RYOBI's 1 Plus 4 Amps Per Hour 18-Volt Brushless Hammer Drill Kit for just $149. Buy one now and get another 1 Plus tool free. It comes with a brushless motor, a OnePlus battery that fits over 100 other RYOBI tools. Oh, and one more thing you can't get anywhere else, another tool free. The RYOBI Brushless Hammer Drill Kit. Buy one, get another tool free at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bound through January 24th, U.S. only. Limit one per customer. See store for details. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too. Like whipping up the family pumpkin pie recipe. With spices, blends, and extracts on sale, buy one, get one 50% off. Some post-pie coffee. Dunkin' Donuts ground coffee is on sale for $5.99. Just add a moisturizer, pick up Neutrogena skincare products, and get another one 25% off. Get in, out, and on your way. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, 
consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37. 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give them a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. Ah, never did it sound so sweet as Saturday night. I was... Big victory over Ohio State, 55 It's probably a good thing they don't uh, sell beer. It is probably a good thing they don't sell. That well, would have been even a little yeah, bit more might, It might have been. Let us not might forget have. to thank our great sponsors, Christopher's Restaurant over in Beaverdale, Fine Dining. Stop in and see them. Kozlowski Law for the collaborative divorce. If, hopefully you don't need it, but if you do, give Big Cause a call. And Templeton Rye will be getting our Templeton Rye last call, which... Could not be any worse for Ridge this week. Couldn't get any worse. No, There's no possible way. Uh, Chad Lissacow tweets that uh, a representative from the uh, what's the, from the Thorpe Award says that there is uh, precedence for somebody who was not on the semifinalist list to possibly be listed as a finalist. So Josh Jackson still in the running for that, as he leads the country in pass breakups and had three interceptions the other day. A couple of which were, one of which was just absolutely spectacular high, highlight and the, oh, the it, oh my gosh. It was exactly the B.J. Lowry play against Iowa State. It, it, it was to the point where, but it was also, I thought the ball was thrown away, right? And he's just up with one hand and he played, he played great. Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, Tom, Josh Jackson played great. Yeah, was there really any question that they could add him to the list? I mean, they do that all the time. Well, I, I think that I think there's just a check in that needs to be made from for for some Hawkeye fans who are questioning. So yes, I mean it's good to know, and they I think you're right. I think they do do that. I said they do, do. do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's just you know they're guys that get added from the preseason watch list to a semifinalist, and so on and so on. I mean, it's you know really kind of a non-question because those things are just, you know, it's just how it is with those awards. They have those watch lists that they put out in June and July, and you just kind of go from there. It's sort of like the uh, old days of fantasy football magazines that uh, people would put out, and by the time you'd uh, get to your draft, there'd be a third of the rosters that would be completely different than the way they were. So from your perspective, Tom, we were talking – it's my my belief that this is certainly I believe it's the the best played football game in the Ferentz era, and certainly in the top five. What's your thought on that? Best played, um, yeah, it's pro, it's in the top five for sure. Um, I I think it's the most surprising win of the Ferentz era, <clears throat> and by that I mean just you didn't see this coming. And you didn't see it coming in terms of the margin. You certainly didn't see that. I, you know, you could say, well, it was surprising that they beat Michigan. Yeah, but when you look at the final score, it's kind of the way they had to do it. 
nobody saw a team that hadn't scored more than 19 points in four of their five Big Ten games uh, putting up 55 on Ohio State. No. Just, no. I mean, you just didn't. I mean, it was. Even the good Lord, uh, Almighty you know my, you know, no. you know my, you know, you know what my wife compared it to was the the 2002 uh, Michigan game, uh, where Iowa went to the big house and and thumped them. What was it 38 to to nine uh, up in the big house? Just you, you know, you just didn't see a thumping like that coming, and uh, that's kind of where I was about this game. It's it's the most surprising final score. Because uh, if somebody would have told you Saturday before kickoff and said, "Well, the final score is going to be fifty-five twenty-four," you would have said, "Well, yeah, yeah. kind of what I expected." At least the Hawks got twenty-four. Yeah, yeah they got twenty-four. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. But well, it, nobody, nobody would have said Iowa by thirty-one. No. <laughs> no. Well, no, and God, it, the al- alternative line in Vegas—if you could have got that, that would have been like a million to uh, one. Would have been would have been worth some cash. <laughs> oh, would have been worth some cash. You know, the thing, interesting thing about that Michigan game back in two thousand and two—that that team had played well and they had they had won. You know, they were they were winning games, but that was when things really went and started. They really took that from there on was when they were really on fire, and yep. uh, started beating people handily after that, and and had found themselves. Do you, are you looking for this to be the the moment that Iowa found themselves this year, Tom, or do you think they slide back a little bit this week to uh, to, to being human? Um, to be determined. I, you know, I think they've certainly got some great confidence going up into Madison now that they can. You know, I, I think sometimes you have to play that type of game to know that you can actually do that, and I think the coaches believe that. I think the players thought maybe they could do it, but they just, you know, the, through this entire season, they've kind of just shot themselves in the foot, and they found ways to just kind of mess up things with penalties or drop passes or fumbles or, just, you know, just kind of silly mistakes that have prevented them from really having a, a special kind of season, but that's the way Iowa football is in a lot of ways, is, the, you know, the low margin for error. Now, they threw that out the window on Saturday with the low margin for error. They just went out and uh, stepped on Ohio State's throat and, and kept going. Uh, but, yeah, they I, I think they can, but I want to see it. Now, if they go out and do this again against Wisconsin, then all bets are off. I mean, they're on a roll and look out Purdue and look out Nebraska. Yeah. I want to see it happen one more time. I loved uh, Drake. Is it Kulik? Drake Mm -hmm. Kulik. Yeah. His comment today uh, when he was being interviewed is, is we don't plan on going up there to play like turds. (laughs) But rather, I like turds. That was one of my favorite lines of the day. We yes. don't plan on going up there and playing like turds. We're going to go up there and get our trophy back. I loved yep. it. I, and and that's the fullback is so underrated. In fact, Iowa might be one of, what, half a dozen teams maybe in the country, if you count Army, Navy, and Air Force, that actually have fullbacks. Uh, Georgia Tech has a fullback. Um, but the blocking that those guys did as well as the tight ends that were in motion in the, in the backfield in leading those running plays and staying in, in pass protection was just incredible. And I mean, you could hear the hits. I sit 25 rows up on, on the Northeast side 
and I could hear him as plain as day when those plays were happening. And it was just, it was awesome to watch. And then he catches a touchdown. Well, what a yeah. great day for him. Drake and and Brady Ross were were just thumping people, and you could see that the the Ohio State guys uh, by by the late third quarter wanted nothing to do with those guys. And you know it's funny we're talking to Akram today, and uh, he said that Drake's been giving him crap all week because uh, he scored a touchdown and Akram didn't <laughs> that game. So it's just you know that's it's kind of fun to be around a team that's. Right now, that's that's kind of flying high because a lot of these guys were down and kind of, you know, Akram was frustrated for weeks, and you know, they had the run game got going, and it, that's the whole key for Iowa is that that run game can get going and they can get Akram going and getting James Butler going, and you know, Torn Young had a thirty-yard run, and they had a lot of what you would call explosive runs, and if they can have those type of plays on Saturday. They're going to win the football game. It, you know, I, I know we can all kind of look at, well, what if the, the pass and this and that. Bottom line in this game, it, every time they play is whatever team runs the ball better is probably going to win the game. Hey, you know, um, Butler found the cutback lane the other day, by oh, the way. You know, it's like first, second time all season I've seen right. the real cutback lane. And there it was, and he found it, and that's good news too, right? That's good news too. But up and down the line, you're right, Tom. I mean, I think I, I think they're on a high. They're they're in a in a position right now. I, I, again, I think they can go up there and let it all hang out because Wisconsin is they're the ones that are under pressure right now, right? They, they have to they win. have to win every game and they have to win this game. They have to win this game to hope to uh, to stay. Well, I guess they they've got Northwestern pretty well in the rear, I guess, for the Big Ten uh, title game. But they have to win this game to stay in the hunt for the national championship. There's a lot of pressure on them. They're missing a linebacker, uh, their best linebacker. They're missing wide receiver. Uh, there's going to be some pressure there, and and I, I you, the only thing that uh, that changes a little bit for Iowa this week is that uh, Wisconsin plays a little bit different defensive front, obviously with three men down. But other than that, I I I liked so many <laughs> things I saw the other day, Tom. If they can just, you know, I I, I if they can just keep um, mixing it up like they did. And I, I like throwing on first down a lot too. I mean, it I seemed like they finally got in the rhythm that they needed to get into. And I guess magically that happens when your offensive line plays as well as it did. Yeah, they you know they have been throwing a good amount on first down. Uh, it was maybe a little bit even more pronounced on Saturday, but they last few weeks really since the Michigan State game they've been they've been looking to throw more on first down. They just they'd miss on those plays and then it's second and 10. And then you've got to, you know, their mentality as well. We've got to try and run the ball here to get some yards. So it's not third and 10. Um, so the, that's kind of the, the philosophy that they've had, but when they were making plays on um, and getting first downs and you look at, look at the tight ends and what they did, they had, combined, they had nine catches four of them were for touchdowns and the other five were for first downs. I mean, it's just that that's, the kind of efficiency that you want in the passing game, and that's what they had on Saturday. All right, real quick, your guess, they go up there, they get it done, round out the year with three straight wins, or uh, or is this uh, is this a, a one-hit wonder for, uh, for the Hawkeyes? I've gone back and forth on this one, and I haven't really kind of 
landed on my official prediction. Other than a score, I've got twenty to seventeen. <laughs> it's just who's going. Uh, to win. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I I think that's the final. I it could go either way. I mean, it really, really could. Now, Wisconsin has not played anybody, and we've got to remember that they they have not faced. They're they're Iowa twenty fifteen in in the national folks' eyes, I and mean, that's what they are. They're just a they're a good team that's beaten everybody, but they haven't really had that you know kind of signature game. So that's the challenge for them now is that they've got to beat two legit teams the next two weeks if they want to uh, um, you know play potentially play for a national title. All right, thanks, Tom. We appreciate you checking in. We'll talk to you next week after a Hawkeye victory. How about that? All right. Thanks, guys. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. You know, you can make a case Wisconsin's two best wins were at Nebraska and at Indiana. Um, and beat Northwestern home. Yeah, it's a, it's but, good... but they And they were handling Northwestern. The final score, I think Northwestern scored two touchdowns late. kind of late in the fourth right. quarter. They handled them pretty easily. Um, Nebraska, they, they were never they were never headed over there. That was... Yeah, they've played the the decent teams on their schedule. They've beaten pretty badly, right? So it's not like but, they know, squeaked by some Illinois, bad teams. They slept, walked through that yeah, game, they went twenty four to ten. They did. Um, you know, BYU is horrible. The only good thing they did at BYU is they got the bars to open an hour early, so that all the uh, <laughs> Badger fans could go in there and, and start drinking before the game. <laughs> they got them to open at ten. Did they really? Yeah. Apparently, bars in Provo don't open much before, I don't know, well, whenever the guy gets there at 4 or 5 o'clock in the right. afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I who so. knows? I guess so. Huh. Did not realize that. Yeah. Well, it, it, like I said, I think, um, and I, I agree with Tom, this is a, this is a, um, this, this is a game where, you know, like, like styled teams. So is this our Temple to Rye last call? I don't know. Do you know what, do we 50, have seven? 54 and a half. Is that what he said? Yeah. We got three minutes. Right. We can do that then. Otherwise, we have seven minutes to go according to this thing. Right. Trent leaves us here. I, I don't know. We're, we're going to burn down the, the place someday. I don't know how there's yeah. no smoking. I know, because we're in trouble. But uh, in any case, okay, let's do it. Time now for our Templeton Rye last call. We might have three or four of them. Brought to you by Templeton Rye. I'll repeat my basketball predictions. The Hawks will start the season 2-0 and and score over 100 in both games. Oh, over 100 in How's both that? games. That's not, that would be good. And I like that. In the football game? I think they keep it rolling. I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna go with like 21 to 16, and somehow we force them to kick field goals. We get a turnover, um, somewhere along the line. I think their quarterback is extraordinarily average, um, and Josie Jewell handles. Is it Taylor, who's their stud running back? And, and I believe that that's what happened. The Hawks went 21 16, and and. We're going to finish the season on a four-game winning streak, and and we're looking at uh, another New Year's Day bowl game. Uh, San Diego. So, the problem with the Big Ten— Isn't that German for something? Yeah, I don't know. The, you got San, the, the, San Diego. San Diego. Now, the problem is the Big Ten's got this whole thing where you can only— you know They want five different teams every six years in all these different bowls. So it's kind of hard. Capital One. Uh, we been could, there for a while. We could go there. You have to, usually that's a higher pick, but it's possible because that's part of the rule there. There's uh, there's also uh, Music City's in there somewhere, and you know Foster what was what's Farms tax layer? Is that Jacksonville? Yeah, because that's the thing I saw today. Yeah. It's either so that's one of the trade offs. It's either Jackson Jacksonville gets a Big Ten team or um, t- uh, Tennessee gets a 
Big Ten team, one of the two, and then they switch off, and it's it's really complicated at this point to figure out where you might go. But anyway, it would be so. At, what's your analysis at nine of the game? and three? Uh, I I agree. I think they keep it rolling in a lot of ways. I don't know that that results in fifty five points. I think it results uh, in 20, 20, 24 or twenty seven points somewhere in there. But the offense is 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 rolling enough to to get something done, and I think. Wisconsin is going to find this. This will be the first game they they usually have one game where they get completely shut down by somebody, and this is going to be it. I I I don't think this one's as close as as everybody seems to think. No, it's close enough. But I got Iowa twenty seven to thirteen. All right, so we cover by a lot. By a lot, big reversal. Um, and and assuming, aren't you going? No, we had we had. We had some plans possibly to do this, and it never happened. So I heard uh, you and I did. The boys are going like uh... no. There's a couple of couples now that are doing an oh, it's the couples, and they're doing a uh, they're doing a beer tour, and they're not headed to the game. They're going up to Nuglaris and through Wisconsin, but I don't think they're going to the game. So, well, based on the weather prediction, I don't blame them. Well, there's times when you just don't want to do that. Right. Yeah, I mean, freezing I mean, rain. Yeah, I'm. I've got cold uh, at night. <clears throat> I got good friends coming for Purdue. Uh, that'll be fun, and then I'm going to Lincoln, you know, uh, over Thanksgiving weekend, and I'll be over there, and it'll be plenty cold for that. So I'll I'll be fine watching this one indoors somewhere. I'm kind of indoorsy anyway. You know, you are far more indoorsy than outdoorsy. I'm I'm a little bit more indoorsy, but uh, I think the Hawks get it done. Uh, by the way, the basketball team as well. Um, I like your prediction. So let's just go with uh, Tyler Cook. We'll have uh, 20 points in both games. In less than 18 minutes uh, on the floor. How's that? I, that's I fine. Know, that's just, uh, strange. I know. Maybe Luke Garza leads the team in scoring. We, we got loved, loved Tom Brands on the field. Oh, my gosh. His cheerleading. We, we got 10 seconds, but we should have mentioned that. That was great. Uh, uh, talking to Vandenberg's wife. Hey, thanks to Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com for joining us again this week. Trent Condon, uh here along the way always for Dave Creighton Jr. I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessig family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff, and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. This is my bachelor party. Tonight on The Flash. Gentlemen, I welcome you to the Golden Booty. What happens in Central City. God, I wish I could have a drink. Should stay in Central City. Your special concoction. The Flash gets turned up. You're going to need to walk this off. (laughs) Or run it off because I'm The Flash. And the party crashers get deadly. Kill them! Flash followed by DC's Legends of Tomorrow only tonight on The CW. The heroes come out to play tonight at 7 on CW Iowa 23. 
Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses, the Funky Zebras Clive, Phone and Fix, and Hawkeye Tack in Western Wear. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is the message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000. Whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon. Sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. Three, two, one. We're Your home for news, talk, and sports is 1700 KBGG, the big talk.